0: Movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John Degorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King. The list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on, on the road and everything, and you want an audiobook, and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible Originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as Guided Meditation Programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have finishing. If you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately And hello, movie lovers! I'm welcome to the show. With me, I have my good friend Charlie. Say hello to everybody. Hello. And tonight we are not doing our Rambo, uh, First Blood Part Two review, but you know, you know, life happens. Things come up, came come up on us unexpectedly. So we had to come up with an idea that would actually be good for our Rambo reviews. So what better way to do our favorite Sylvester Stallone movies? So. Another thing, too, I want to actually get to everybody. I actually have a digital code right here.
1: We should to say catch, that to review.
0: That's what I'm teasing.
1: Wow. Watch that!
0: This is why my fingerprints are like this. Mm-hmm. This is a digital code for all five Rambo movies. Guess what? Your job is to go ahead. When we announce that we're doing another Rambo review... From Rambo, um, First Blood Part 2 What we're going to do is At the end of our vi- video I want you guys to go ahead And tell us why you're the biggest Rambo fans Why you love Rambo We will select a person um, With the best answer And may the best may, may this be In your favor So with that being said and What's it won't be
1: in? any of us just to let you know it's not like if we're, we're not all, we're not in this i own all the rambos i don't need it anyway um Damn. john doesn't need it and I don't, I, i'm pretty sure my buddy sean won't need it. So anybody I, uh, when we're reviewing it we're not in the running so it's fair game for anybody all you gotta do is tune in live not like hey buddy um can you, can you write my name for me or that would work but you have to be lo- like like commenting live like following along when we do the review for Rambo 2 in order to be eligible to be picked and yeah we, 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 I mean, the better the like the best I made mean, the best answer win
0: exactly and made the odds be in your favor as the Hunger Games would say so with that being said let's just go on and talk about Sylvester Stallone for a minute Sylvester Stallone has done what you know? To be honest with you, if you think about it, he's a very diverse actor when it comes down to certain roles that he's picks uh, picks out and everything too. Yeah, he's a big action star back in the eighties and nineties and stuff like that. But more recently, he's become a little bit more diverse in what he chooses. Don't get me wrong. We had uh, Creed, Creed two. Then we also had the new Rambo movie that came out. But when we had Suicide Squad come out, come and everything was
1: what? Come on. I'm quoting King Shark. Oh, okay, yeah. He's pointing <laughs> his hand. And <laughs> yeah, hand. That that's what I was quoting him from. Oh yeah. Hand. If anybody doesn't know already, Sylvester Stallone is King Shark in the Suicide Squad. Giving is that another is that another reason to maybe watch it? W- Would have been better if he had the curly Rambo hair and the headband. I said yes, but other people said no, but I think like I said, I mean... Um, but yeah, and he was also briefly in Guardians 2. Um, briefly.
0: Definitely. But I really like him as an actor. I liked him in uh, certain roles. Even minor roles. Uh, the first thing I liked that I want to mention is this. This is not a top list, by the way. Just think of us as just two friends talking, BSing with each other and stuff like that. So... I love Demolition Man. Demolition Man is, hands down, one of my favorite sci-fi action movies starring Wesley Snipes. Hey, Tamika, how are you doing? Thank you for joining. And, you know, I love Wesley Snipes in this role. Whenever he plays a villainous role, he has that really snarky attitude. Uh, He's really glued into the character. It's actually hard for him to snap out of that role that he's in. And not to mention, I love the idea. You have have this super cop. Basically, who doesn't take no shit from anybody, basically. Loose and, cannon. huh? I said loose cannon cop with nothing yep. to lose. Exactly. A loose cannon cop with nothing to lose. <laughs> but yeah, um, But yeah, that's one of the things I really liked is the fact that you have this loose cannon cop. And then what winds up happening is this. He winds up having to be frozen and then set, set in time until there's a time... For him to come for him to finish off his sentence, so I definitely love that idea behind that aspect. I also like the back and forth between Wesley Snipes and him, it was like cat and mouse game through the whole entire movie. Taco Bell being the number one restaurant who happens to be a very fancy restaurant,
1: fancy. it's
0: illegal, it's a and not only that, but it's also illegal to have sex, so therefore you have to have virtual sex. And then you also have uh, another some other, then also too the two seashells is another thing, and then you're not allowed to cuss either, so I think I'll be racking up at least a thousand dollars worth of tickets, probably. <laughs> Next <toilet> paper. Huh? <laughs>
1: For him, it was toilet paper.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> but what's you, uh, here's the thing, when you look at Demolition Man and stuff like that, man, I mean, I know this is a movie that you like as well. I also like Rob Schneider in it, Stuff like that, too. I thought that was better than them trying to do that with Judge Dredd. I thought this was the better movie to do something like that.
1: Yeah, what about you? I mean, yeah, Donald Larson Man's great. I mean, it's great action sequences. Leslie Snipes is in a villain role. Um, Sandra, they have Sandra Bullock as the comic relief a little bit. And then I think that, uh, I think it was Oliver Platt, not Oliver Platt, it's uh,
0: Gregory Pick, or no, it's the uh.
1: The buddy, like, um, uh, the partner of us, like, or of, um, Sandra Bullock, um, he's in Miss I can't remember. Oh, okay, I know who you're talking about, the
0: FBI agent that he, yeah. he plays along with hey,
1: her. Yeah, um, I mean, the seashell thing was funny, like, and then him cussing up a storm. It's like, it, it seems like the TVA is, like, the, the what the de- the demolition man section <laughs> is. I mean, in a sense of, like, we track everything you've said. And anytime you cuss, you get ticketed. Like, I mean, it's just... The action was great. And um, speaking of Wesley Snipes, I don't know if anybody's known, but there's a rumor, I don't know if it's confirmed, that he might be in the new uh, John Wick movie. I'm excited. I don't know if it's true or not. Nothing's been confirmed. But if he's in the new John Wick, heck, I mean, you got Donnie Yen is already in the new new John Wick movie. And I think you got um, the guy that played... um, Uh scorpion in mortal Kombat, um the the movie version like the, the one that just came out like a couple of weeks ago, months ago um he's he just joined the cast so anyway but no i think it's great the banner between the two i'm of going off like i mean this some of the lines the delivery and then the schwarzenegger library i'm like schwarzenegger because at this time it was when they actually had a beef schwarzenegger and stallone kind of kind of hated each other i don't know if it was a real like Rift between the two of them until they kind of like became friends, but it was a rift between them. And they said, Short, yeah, for President Schwarzenegger. So, in the future, but that I mean, um, Dennis Leary in a small role in this one. Um, I just like the line as like the whole be well, and the stones like be fucked. I mean, it's it's a great, it's a sci fi movie, but it's got a lot of great action sequences in it. And then the, the Museum of Guns. And all of them yes. are lo- and the all of them were loaded. I'm like, hmm, the firearms. I figure you may want to unload those. Like, I mean, it's not really safe. And then how? And Topo Bell is like the most fanciest restaurant. And Stallone's like, what? And him and part of his like his treatment is knitting. I'm like, when I <laughs> when, how do I know how to knit? Um, and then yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's if you want a sci-fi movie. This is it, and they. I think they need to release this in 4K. I agree, agree, man.
0: I agree. Um, another thing though, too, Wesley Snipes is like totally OP and everything because he gives himself his own powers, Mm -hmm. so he has like every single martial arts uh thing that he can actually have. And then also too, I love when he goes to the museum of guns, and Mm -hmm. my favorite part is when he goes, "What? How?" He goes, "Why is this locked up?" Oh. Why can't I open it? Oh, it's it's break it's unbreakable. Hmm. How much do you weigh? Oh, about 250. Goes on ahead, picks him up, and throws him into the glass. Throws this other guy into the glass. Next thing you know, he picks up the gun, but it's a futuristic style gun. And he's like, How the f- shit do you go ahead and um shoot this fucking thing? next thing you know, beep, he gets fined for cussing. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> this movie has laughs. This movie is has totally Balls to the wall kind of action. Uh it's cheesy now looking at it, but it's also it still holds up in my in my honest opinion, though, whenever you look at Sylvester Stallone movies.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those good ones that you just put on and watch. I mean it, I don't think it gets old. It's been a while no. since I've seen it. But I mean, I just watched Rambo Two last night in the eighties and sure it's cheesy, but I don't care. I Me mean either. if you want these it's classic eighties action movies. I mean, and it looks really good in 4k um like i watched it and i'm like yeah it's a very crisp picture and it's like yeah i only get mm. the ones in 4k that are worth watching <laughs> well but rambo
0: one <laughs> just a heads up guys uh blu-ray is also just as good as 4k though too if you're looking for uh the picture quality and everything too blu-ray is definitely good in a 4k screen it's beautifully yeah. well shot and stuff like that yeah. so when you get those digital copies guess what you get yep. to have that on a Blu-ray kind of quality on digitally mastered. Yeah. So, but anyways, what? Tell me, what else did you like about Sylvester Stallone when we look at his filmographies? Um,
1: I mean, this movie is very underrated, and I think we need to do a uh, review for it. Cobra, Cobra hmm. is Cobra is such a badass movie. It's it's not straight up action. There's a lot of great action sequences in it. It's a slasher movie. It's like Stallone uh, plays a uh, Marion Copretti. Yes, his real name's Marion, and he's like, um, I mean, he, he he's like he comes in with the very high boots. He's wearing sunglasses. He's got he's uh, he's got like a really cool hair, and he's got this awesome pistol. Um, so he, he he's called in, and and all the cops look at him like like they're they're in scoffing, but he gets the job done. He's another like loose cannon cop that doesn't play by your rules. And so, and so, um, and it's, it's got some, so many great lines. Like, um, I'm, I'm, um, you're the disease and I'm the cure. Um, um, like I'm a, I have a, I'm a sucker for good conversations. Um, I think it actually has his ex wife at the time they were dating. Um, can't think of her name. Um, Bridget Nielsen. There we go. Um, She's in it. She plays the uh, a, a surviving victim. So anyway, if anybody doesn't know the story, um, there's a, a bunch. There's these bunch of these like they're kind of like motorcycles. They're like that, but they're all kind of like murderous thugs and killers. So it's a serial killer movie. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, Bridget Nielsen's character witnesses. She survives this encounter. So Marion, um, uh, uh, Cobra, and his, and his partner. Forgot his name, but anyway, they um, they they have their protector, and yes, of course, in a, in a horror movie, in this type of movie, there's always a mole inside where they're at. But um, it's directed by George P. Co- um, Cosmadas, and he's the guy that just directed the Rambo First Blood Part Two. But when there's some action sequences in it, it's some great action sequences, like Ram, like taking out a bunch of these guys with this awesome like. A uh, machine like submachine gun that he, he builds himself, he puts it together. Um, um, an awesome car chase. Like, there's a, a couple good car cases. Car that he uses in Cobra looks very familiar to the car he has in the Expendables One. That truck, um, mm. it, it looks very um, familiar to that car. Um, um, like I said, if, if you've not seen Cobra. Cobra is just awesome. Like Cobra is a great action movie. But if you like horror, there's that end too. And then it's like, and it's got some comic moments. Like he parks his car. Um, he's 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 eating cold pizza with, and he's snipping it with scissors. Like he's just sitting there working on his gun, snipping pizza up with with a pair of scissors and eating it. I mean, it's just Cobra is like classic 80s Stallone, and it's just great. It's very underrated. But it's so good.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is my first time hearing about Cobra, and everything. Yeah, I'm serious, man. I haven't watched that movie before, so oh that's something. God. And that's yeah. funny because I'm actually a little bit older than you, so it's actually funny that you saw that before I did. So, and you know what though? I went to Mika. I wouldn't uh, mind hearing a review on Cobra now.
1: Dude, Cobra's you know? so good. It's like mm. you got. It's got it, the tone is very. Like a horror theme, like like this one guy, like the opening. This guy goes in there, he's killing hostages in the in this grocery store. while Stallone has to go in there. He's got this sweet pistol, and he's got a picture of a snake on on like on the uh, on the uh, handle of his gun. He's sitting there sipping, like, yeah, he's sitting there sipping beer right but, while while his uh, toothpick in there. So. And also, if you've seen Deadpool, there's like the joke Ryan Reynolds get, like does when um when uh, Gina Corona's character like is like she's uh, she's biting on the uh the toothpick or the match. He's like, "You got an oral fixation, or you just a big Stallone fan?" Like, that was a reference to Cobra. Like the, the like the uh, the toothpick. He always that. Um, he always speaks like like that. He like he's like all serious demeanor until at some point where he has to get fun, like until he like kind of breaks his character a little bit. Um, but no, Cobra is, is Stallone, like 80, like 80 Stallone with like, if you like a horror, like I, I'm not a horror fan. So, but there's horror elements in, um, Cobra, but it's just Stallone kicking ass and it's, it's great.
0: All right. And, uh, let's see here. Brandy says, how about dread? Here's the thing. Um, I liked aspects of dread and everything, but I didn't love Dread the way that I wanted to love Dread back in the 90s, and everything. I love the chemistry. I, I Here's the thing. I liked some of the chemistry between Rob Schneider and him, but not as much as I did in Demolition Man. Demolition Man, I feel like it was spot on, because he was able to do more stuff with Schneider. Don't get me wrong, he did a lot of stuff with Schneider, but it seemed a little bit more forced and mm-hmm. rubbing on the nose when it came down to it. But my favorite scene that breaks me every single time watching dread judge dread though is when dread is actually on the plane getting ready to go to the precinct and then he's sitting next to Rob schneider he goes oh here we are mr i am the law and everything is one of my favorite lines that i would actually still laugh my ass off every single time when i watch that film and everything too it still breaks me to this day it's campy but at the same time it felt the it, to me to be honest with that that time it might actually feel the need to actually say okay this is what they gave us this is what they're throwing at us It's not as good as I want it to be but I'll go on ahead and go with it but the Carl urban dread is the one that we've been waiting on the is the one that I 20, love the oh. most.
1: yes yeah. um, and I I don't remember watching. I've seen dread a long time ago. I've only seen it once. There's probably a reason. I don't think it's that great. Like him taking his mask off kind of defeats the purpose of dread. Um, the Diane Lane character—I don't think, like. I don't think that was needed. If it's a movie called Judge Dread, there's supposed to be no other minor characters unless they're pivotal. Like um, Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider, you, you give or take. I think the soundtrack was probably the highlight for it that I can remember. I know it's got the one song by The Cure, which is actually pretty cool, a really good song um well as a movie like itself it's i've seen way better stallone movies like i just mentioned a way better stallone movie earlier in cobra like if you want your stallone fix that isn't like oh i don't want to watch rambo i don't want to see Expendables, i want to watch rocky cobra go cobra or demolition man but um we'll make sure we do uh, t- to point we'll make sure we do a review for cobra because it's something John hasn't seen and I have, so that should be exciting.
0: <laughs> That's gonna be interesting, to be honest with you. You know, yes. Um, let's see, Tango and Cash is another one that Brandy was talking about. It's
1: a, it's a great movie.
0: I haven't seen that one either.
1: Oh my god, too, I've seen I've seen that movie countless times. It's it's so good. Like I mean, it's just. Um, the chemistry between kurt russell and stallone together like stallone's like the uh, the very pretty boy like the ready he wears his like fancy suits when he's an officer and then T- cash is the other he's just crazy like he's kind of like he's not crazy like Mel gibson but he's like he gets the job done but i always liked kurt russell anyway um so the two of them together are great i believe um forgot who plays his sister um i've seen her before um um, but uh anyway it's it's got some great action sequences in it i mean um this one guy keeps getting um i'll have to look it up like like who else is in it i forgot um one of the guy, one of the asian like guys is the uh, kind of the henchman he kind of it's like he keeps getting so typecast it's just it's hysterical let me see um um, he takes a shot of his own character in this movie. Like he's, uh, he's like, it's like, he's trying to be Rambo. And he goes, Ramby Rambo is a P word. <laughs> like, and, and then, um, he's like very like, t- oh yeah. Terry Hatcher. There we go. Yeah. Terry Hatcher plays his sister, Catherine. Um, he wears Armani suits. He's got a, a, a revolver pistol. Um, oh, James Hahn. Yeah, there we go. He's one of the members of that. I mean, it's just, I mean, there's the banner between the two of them. Like, the, the two of them hate each other, but yet they have, they're have they forced to work together. It, it, it's another great movie. Okay. I'm
0: going to have to get that one a shot. And Terry Hatcher and everything, too. I like her. So I'm definitely going to have to try Tango and Cash. I haven't seen that one. Uh, let's see in the comments section. Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, I haven't seen Tango Cash. <laughs> but, okay. So... Yeah, I haven't seen those two movies, but another one that I would have to say is this. I really love this movie, and it may be cheesy and stuff like that, but it's such a guy movie back in those days, right? And that's that arm wrestling movie that he played in.
1: Oh, Over the Top.
0: Over the Top, yeah. I have not watched that one.
1: It's it's probably not something I want to watch because it's not Stallone for me.
0: I I can see that, to be honest with you, because... Basically, this is like Stallone trying to do something different that isn't actual action. It's Mm -hmm. basically him going – he's a uh, truck driver who is trying to compete in arm wrestling matches so that way he can uh, spend time – not only that, but he also brings his son along with him. Mm Mm-hmm. Though too, but his son's also at that age too, where he only heard stories about his father and stuff like that. So he's trying to do a bond, like some type of father and son bond with him, basically. And another thing too is he's also a rich snob. Uh, not only that, but the son is also um, a snob and mm. everything too, a rich snob. But still, I like this movie for what it is. I thought it was entertaining at the time and everything too. Uh, I saw this maybe two or three years ago for the first time. So Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun just watching it and him being on the road and arm wrestling different people in competition and things like that. And plus it also gives a lot more drama and stuff like that to Stallone that we never saw before. Really? Mm -hmm. Unless you count the Rocky movies, but it just shows you that he can actually do a little bit more than just be Rambo, you know? Yeah. Um Oh, Hold on one sec. I see something here. Tamika says, my favorite Stallone movie is Rocky. I like the sports aspects, drama, and cinematography, not to mention the soundtrack. Yes, Rocky is one of my favorites, to be honest with you. I love the very first Rocky movie uh, and everything, too. This, and I love the drama behind it and everything, especially when you're dealing with Adrian for the first time and then also, to his the drunkard brother, is trying to get in the middle of their relationship and things like that. Paulie is just one of those people that try to sabotage their relationship because he doesn't like them because basically Stallone is this two-bit, two-bit hustler that's actually an amateur boxer and stuff like that. And basically he just doesn't think that Rocky is good enough for his sister. But I love the drama behind it. I love the story arc of this fighter that is trying to come up from nothing and the struggle of him trying to pay his own rent, the struggle of him getting up every day and just, you know, with the gag yoke and then jogging every single day to show his passion for what he's doing and then get into the rink. is probably one of my other favorite things. And also to Mickey, his, um, his manager is also one of my favorite things in the Rocky movies.
1: I've only seen the first Rocky movie and the other ones like, um, I don't know if I'll get, I mean, I know what happens with the Dolph Lundgren one, like, because I, I watched Creed, Creed 2. And I do not know, like, I will break you. Um, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's like, I mean, I know all the story of what happens about, I mean, Carl Weathers dying, which is kind of like, it seems like that seems to be the trend. Like, you, like, like, Predator, like Stallone, like Dylan, you son of a bitch, and Weathers dying. And it was spoiler if you haven't seen Predator, but then that's kind of on you because the Predator has been out like a long time ago since the eighties. Um, but, um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so I, I've only really technically seen the first Rocky. Um, I'll get to it. Tamika. I, I got all that other stuff to watch. I gotta get John. I got, I get catch John up on the other Rambo movies, like not Rambo, uh, uh, Stallone movies. He's missed. Um, I've not seen that one, Death Race Two Thousand.
0: Yeah, that's actually the original Death Race. I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it either. To be honest with you, I think it's
1: that a Roger Corman like kind of quality. Like he's made a lot of these really weird movies, but um, I think, like I said, I think it made a lot of money. I've heard of it, I haven't seen it, but uh, the Rocky movies are on my list. I don't know if they're really pressing towards the top, but maybe I'll get there. We'll see.
0: But yeah, um. Another thing, though, too, with the Rocky movies and Tamika was talking about her favorite scene watching him and Adrian uh, skating was a sweet scene. Yes, that was a sweet scene. But the scene that makes me laugh at is how he proposes to Adrian. He goes, yo, Adrian. Uh, So and they're at the zoo, right? So he goes, yo, Adrian, why don't we get married or something? (laughs) That's exactly what happens. Yeah. I'm just laughing my ass off like this. And she's like, okay. <laughs> but, uh, that's like one of my favorite things in the rock, in that Rocky film that just makes me laugh though. But it's good to have those heartfelt moments with yeah. Adrian, him ice skating and stuff like that. I thought that was really great. um, I agree with Tamika. You do have to watch the Rocky series. I mean, they are good, but still it's um... Maybe they
1: drop in quality after like a certain number. They I mean it's kinda like the Halloween series. They kinda like mm. they made so many of them, they kind of drop in terms of quality. Mm. Like I mean, I think that's why uh Family Guy made fun of it. It's like Rocky like Rocky Ten, Rocky goes to the moon. It's like oh, I got you injury. I gotta fight that alien. And I'm like, Hey Rocky, look at all this money He's like, you'll die. You have yeah, well that means you have no oxygen too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know what though? I do like um I, I used to like this the one rocky movie but they're having the street fight outside and everything too. But then I started looking at at it. there was a whole I'm like, wait a sec, you mean to tell me he's bankrupt now? He has to go back to Philadelphia and he is now trying to uh, teach Tommy Gunn the way of fighting and things like that. And my first initial thoughts was, okay, where's your sponsors at? No one thought about helping him? Another mm-hmm. thing that I thought of and everything, whenever he, hit, don't get me wrong, I love the scene where he hits the douchebag uh, dude that was trying to put a lot of stuff in Tommy Gunn's head and everything and stuff like that. And then he goes, if you touch me, I'll sue you. He winds up punching the guy. He would have still sued him. And he, Rocky's like, sue me for what? And I'm like, okay, I was just looking at it like realistically and mm. and that aspect. I'm like, yeah, it's not the best Rocky movie, but it's an okay Rocky movie, but you can't exactly mm. put that on your poster. Then, also, too, um, we're going to get to that one in a minute, Tamika, because we're going to talk about that one. <laughs> we're going to talk about Stop or My Mom Will Shoot.
1: I don't know, I've not seen that one.
0: Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that after you. After we talk about your next movie or whatever um, th- that you want to talk about. Cool. But now I love the ba- uh, Balboa because of that one scene where he goes. It doesn't matter how much, how hard you can hit, and everything. And life is not filled with like rainbows and picket fences and stuff like that. I'm just. I'm not going for a verbatim or anything like that. But I always love that scene with him talking to his son about how hard life is. And his son's complaining about how hard life is mm. and everything. And that is great motivation. That's one of my favorite motivational spe- uh, speeches though, too. But, okay. So we covered Rocky a little bit. So what about you though, man? I mean, oh, come on.
1: Yeah. So um, I want to get back to like, and like go back like to like some the idea from like this, the time periods of when these were like, so when I mentioned Cobra, I came out in 1986. It was a year after he did Rambo first blood part two so and then tango cash was 89 so again he like so he does a bunch of like he did like and then yeah so he's done a rambo movie then he's done a bunch of other stuff and then another rambo movie and more stuff so anyway um i just want to mention like the cobra like like i said that that one was right after he did the second rambo movie. so it was right when he's like kind of like banking on stuff and cobra, like again we'll get like i mentioned that a lot but cobra great movie um, another one that I mentioned, like I want to mention earlier, I have two I want to mention. One earlier on I kind of enjoyed was called Nighthawks. That was an entertaining movie. So I think Rutger Hauer is the villain. I think Billy D. Williams plays. Uh, so essentially they're cops. Um, and then I think this is one where I see Stallone dresses up, dresses up in drag to uh, you know um, to like to to catch a perp. Like he goes undercover. Um, it, it, it's very seventies like to it. So it's a very very young Stallone. But I remember he dresses up like in costume like, to get some guy. Um it's been a while since I've seen it, but I I that was that had some decent moments. But um another one I gotta mention that's uh, more in the 90s, I gotta mention Cliff, Cliff Hainer. I mean, you can't talk about Stallone without Cliff Hainer.
0: That was one of my favorite ones. And that's one thing that I was gonna mention uh, and everything too. But I'll let you go on in and have that floor. <laughs>
1: yeah, Cliff Hainer is great. I mean, it's just like it starts out like oh, okay, it doesn't look like it's going to be an action movie. He's a cliffhanger. He's trying to save somebody. Something happens, of course. And then he's like, man, it's the whole troop. I'm like, oh, he's like, something happens. So, and then like, and then, then, a shiny moment comes along and he has to save the day. I mean, it's, it's a classic like that. I mean, it, it's the classic action movie kind of trope. Like, 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 a down on his luck, like disgraced person or disgraced, like, firing or whatever and he's going to come in and save it. It's I mean, it's it's got great action sequences. Um, Stallone doesn't do much shooting or fighting in it. It's more him survival. But really, the star of the show is John Lithgow, like as the villain. Like I mean, when John Lithgow plays some villains, he plays some good ones. Like I mean, great in Cliffhanger. He's great in Dexter, which we'll get into once we get to season four as the Trinity Killer. Maybe which gives you guys some time to catch up. We haven't. We, we we'll start up Dexter soon, so you haven't watched three or four. Might want to catch up because the next two seasons we'll cover. But then again, um, but yeah, Cliffhanger was great. I mean, Cl- Cliffhanger is so iconic that they made fun it, they spoofed it in Ace Ventura like a Nature Calls in the beginning. Well, Ace Ventura is in his inner Stallone try to save save an animal and kind of. So it's kind of like the, the, the fact that if somebody makes fun of it usually or a homage to it kind of means the movie app was not was that kind of like popular at the time. But yeah. Cliffhanger is just awesome.
0: Yeah, I definitely love Cliffhanger for what it is. I even had the Sega game of Cliffhanger, to be honest with you. Um, And also, too, Tamika, I had the Blockbuster calendar with the Cliffhanger poster for the month of January as well. I I had that as well. But when you look at Cliffhanger, looking at the stunts, the avalanches, the stuff that Stallone has to do, it's just unbelievable. If you think about yeah. it, on the aspects of what he does in this in this film where he actually literally has to go off the cliff and try to rescue some family that's in danger and stuff like that and also too you're dealing with these bad gangster type villains in this too and john Lipko yeah. is actually the main villain the main antagonist of this film it's yeah. a fantastic film yeah. and everything too and mm-hmm. like you mentioned though too I was going to mention Ace Mentor when Nature Calls as well, because yeah. I remember when he's trying to save this raccoon. He goes, Don't look down. And then yeah. the raccoon just looks down and starts panicking. And all of a sudden, he dro- And then Ace goes on ahead, holds the raccoon's head, eye, hand. Yeah. He goes, It's okay, little fella. It's okay. It's
1: okay. Yeah, and then, yeah. It was also directed by a guy that did some good action movies at the time, Rennie Harlan. Um, he, like, if, if, like, in our. Year a while um, a couple months ago we did our favorite movies of 1996. Um, one of his movies was my number one movie of that year, and it was uh the uh, long the long kiss goodnight. And if you have not seen the long kiss goodnight, starring Gina uh, Gina Davis, who's an absolute badass in that movie, and Sam Jackson's in it too. And he's more of a he's more of the comic relief a little bit. Um he does get his famous mother effort line in it, but it's more Gina, uh, Gina Dave is taking over. Like if you've not seen the long kiss, goodnight, fantastic action movie. Anytime it's on epics, the epics channel, I'm watching it because it's, they it got the, a- so much great action sequences. She, um, so she plays in it. Like, so if you don't know what the story she plays, like she's got, am- she's been diagnosed with amnesia, but she used to be a former assassin named Charlie Baltimore. And so she's trying to find herself along the way. You got, um, um, like some people are trying to want her, want her dead, and when she's finding out herself, she's an absolute. Ab- she finds out, oh, holy crap! I'm an absolute badass. Like she steals the show in a long kiss tonight. So if you haven't seen that, that's another grid. Where I and mean, then he also directed Die Hard 2. I mean, Die Harder. I mean, which is a great um, Die Hard movie. So essentially, this is like I call this Die Hard in uh, Die Hard in the in the uh, in in the mountains. That's what essentially this is. Die Hard in the
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So there's two things that I want to mention here. And Tamika just went on ahead and mentioned one movie that I love. And let me go on ahead and answer Brandy's question too. Did you all know that he was in Guardi- Yep, he was in Guardians no. of the Galaxy Volume 2? He did a really good job for that little small part that Sylvester Stallone had. But as far as 90s movies, as far as that goes... As the movie assassins and this is the movie that to make a mention I've seen assassins but I can't remember if it was good or not lol I just remember Antonio Banderas being hyper now let me just tell you this this movie is probably one of my favorite movies that uh, Stallone is in aside from Rambo the Rambo movies and then, uh, of course you know the Ro- uh, the Rocky movies but you can't deny that the cat and mouse game being played up in this movie was not great i love the stunt work in this movie though too i loved the smirk on antonio banderas's face when he thinks that he's getting away with something and then also too he is a slick assassin if you think about it though and things like that because i did feel this fear of this guy trying to take down the uh, lead actress in this movie too and then of course you know um, you have two hitmen that I think that are both trying to take down this girl and everything, and then they wind up crossing paths with each other, and then before you know it, Stallone is over there trying to protect the girl from Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. whenever he's on fire for action films, i I strongly recommend Desperado. Desperado is hands down one of my favorite Antonio Banderas movies and everything too. If you're looking for a good revenge plot, Antonio Banderas brings his A-game on that. But he brings his A-game to assassins and everything, too. The stunt work was good. The choreography was really good for the fight scenes. Yes, the floppy disk th- uh, thing is a little outdated now and everything, too, including the little uh, laptop that the main car- the actress has. But underneath all that cheesiness and 90s um, nostalgia now, it's a good movie. I had fun with it. I had a, I had a lot of fun watching Assassins. What about you, Charlie? Actually, I actually haven't seen Assassins. Ooh, another one that we like, might have to
1: do. <laughs> like, I've seen it. Um, the actress is Julianne Moore. Um, Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because it seems like a lot of the, like, I've seen. I just wanted to throw that. Like, yeah, I've seen it. It's a while ago. And Tinder Benders is great. I think Julianne Moore was the most annoying part of that movie. She just, just like, I mean, if they just didn't have her in it, probably would have made the movie better to be honest like so I mean, in other words
0: is they just went on in and assassinate her and then it comes into a revenge plot where S- stallone probably has to go after her I mean, it's called maybe it's
1: called assassins not assassin babysitter like i mean that's pretty <laughs> much what that's pretty much what it was Stallone was busy babysitting her the whole time and it's like i mean you have two assassins going at each other and i figured that but um I mean, it's been a while since I've seen Assassins, but I remember Julian Moore, the whole floppy disk, Kurtner, damn cat. Like, yep. I mean, it's just, and then, and then Antonio Banderas being super hyper. I mean, if yep. you want to, Antonio Banderas being hyper, Expendables threes, where 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 Antonio Banderas is super hyper, is it? It's probably the my least favorite Expendable movie. There's still moments I liked out of it. I mean, he's like a Mexican Deadpool in the Expendables three, in a sense. He just won't shut up. Um, There's aspects I liked of it, but overall, I don't think it was as good as the other two. Um, Absolutely, definitely not in the first one, but if you definitely want good Antonio Banderas, Desperado, he's fantastic in that. it has got great action sequences. Tarantino showing up in it because it's it's his buddy, Robert Rodriguez. Anytime Robert Rodriguez is doing a movie, Tarantino's showing up. The sequel is pretty good too. On the Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which is the third movie in that trilogy. Um, You know
0: what though? I haven't seen the Mariachi one. I haven't seen the first one that Desperado was actually based off of. I've I've been trying to find it.
1: I've seen it a long time ago. It's I didn't like it as much. It doesn't have as much of good action as Desperado does. Like I mean, if you want good Desperado, if you want good action and entertaining and Tarantino briefly showing up. It's hysterical. Um. Um. But yeah, if you haven't seen Desperado, I think we'll have to do. We have to do a review for it for like, like for yeah. throwback reviews, like '90s action. And if you're looking for your Antonio Banderas folks, he's. You can see him in the um, teaming, like reteaming, like reuniting with Salma Hayek in the Hitman's Vice Bodyguard, which is actually in theaters now. So Another- he's. Back- he's back in that one, so it's nice seeing Antonio, but there's back in an action-y kind of a role, because he's been doing a lot of drama stuff. I'm like, come on, get back in action, Antonio.
0: Right. And another thing, too, is the very first time I laid eyes on Sama Hayek was not only in uh, Dust Till Dawn, Mm -hmm. which was the first time, but the very first time that I saw Sama Hayek was in Desperado. That's whenever I had my first woman crush in a when <laughs> an Antonio benderas film, but, anyways, um, to make a we are going to get to the movie Daylight in a minute because I do want to mention that though, too. But there's another little movie that t- takes place in New Orleans and it has Jason Momoa in it. It came out in 2010 or 2011, it's an underrated film, and that movie is Bullet to the Head. This movie, to me, is fun in a lot of ways. I love the action sequence with uh, Jason Momoa when it is dealing with battle axes because it has a, um, a face-off against Jason Momoa and also, to Sylvester Stallone dealing with axes and everything. And then also, too, the action is really good in this film. It's, it's got a lot of good action sequences in it. Um, I strongly recommend that you guys check out Bullet to the Head. It's underrated. Uh, not that many people has actually heard of it or anything like that, but Bullet to the Head is definitely a good movie and worth watching.
1: I've All seen right. it a long time ago. I think I was underwhelmed by it a little bit. I have to watch it again. I do know Han from the Fast and the Furious franchise is in this one too. He plays the uh, the, the cop that's like working, trying to work with Stallone or whatever in this, and Christian Slater's in it um again it's i don't remember much i remember watching it and being underwhelmed with it i think i have to watch it again it's been a long time so but i have seen it it's i was planning on seeing that in the theaters but uh when i was in college came out in 2012 um but uh i never got a chance to i think either 2012 or 2013 was like it didn't because it didn't yeah it didn't come out to the states until 2013 that's why yeah i was planning on seeing it by my buddy's car um couldn't start so we didn't get to go see it
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but what about you though man uh what other movies stand out for you as far as the loan movies go
1: i know tamika mentioned earlier on uh get carter um the 2000s uh get carter which is the remake of the michael uh, michael kane version um i remember watching it it's in it's got some good fight scenes in it it's been a while since i've seen it but uh um, I know that I know he beats the shit out, Mickey work, and that's always a good thing.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so now I wanna go in and talk about Stop and My Mom Will Shoot, and then from there we'll talk about Daylight. Okay. All right. So Stop and My Mom Will Shoot has uh one of the golden girls in this movie. It has uh Dorothy's mother in it, uh Sophia which I forgot what her actual name is. I just call her Sophia. But basically what winds up happening is Sophia winds up visiting her son on and everything. And basically she just gets on his nerves through the whole entire movie. He's a cop. And every single time that um, he would be working the case, she would just show up on a crime scene and everything and distract the cops. She goes, hey, guys, you want some donuts? And everything, and then also, too, she buys she winds up ruining his gun, his beretta, and everything by cleaning it with soap. And he goes, Ma, what the hell did you do? Goes, what, Joey? What? He goes, I cleaned it, it was all greasy and everything. That's the way it's supposed to be. So then she goes on ahead and buys a gun off the street and a paper bag because there's a waiting period and race period within a gun shop so she buys a gun off this this guy off the street and it's an uzi it's an automatic gun that she winds up buying from the guy and she goes joey i bought you a gun and she <laughs> she goes on ahead and he goes ma where did you get this from i got it from a guy that's on the street he goes this is illegal i cannot have this also, too, she also makes some pancakes and stuff like that to the point where he winds up having a stomach ache on one of the jobs and everything and makes some pancakes, bacon and eggs, uh, sausage, the full nine yards when it comes to a nine-course meal with breakfast. And he has to drink Pepto-Bismol and everything. This movie is funny. It's not one of his best films and stuff like that, according to some critics or whatever. But I remember going with my mom and all of our friends and everything during that time when I was a kid to the movie theater. So that's why it holds a special place in my heart because of the fact that I went with a group of people and I ended up having fun with it. So as far as Daylight goes, this was supposed to be Stallone's last action movie. I remember that he was on Jay Leno's show, I believe, back in the 90s. And this is a couple of years after Copland, I believe. And he makes the announcement, this is my last action movie that I'm ever going to do. Because he wants to try something different. And this movie is really good when it comes down to action sequences in a tunnel. Especially when a bomb goes off in the tunnel and then he's having to try and help families and other people to rescue these families out of this whole entire deal with these other uh, terrorists and stuff like that to dealing with that. This movie is good when it comes down to uh, cinematography, choreography, stuff like that. When you're dealing with dark scenes, I feel like they captured enough of it to where I knew where everything was going, which is actually hard to do in a dark scene. But to me, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I think that, you know, This movie, Daylight, was really good at the time for his last action movie. But in the back of my mind as a kid, I'm like, he's coming back. This is is all he knows is action. What's he going to do? He already tried comedy. Stop or my mom will shoot. It didn't do that well. Wasn't that well received. So what else is he going to do? So then he comes out with another movie after Daylight and everything. And that's Ants, which is a kid's movie.
1: Yep, I was just about to mention
0: Ants. (laughs) Which is the most boringest movie I ever sat through in my entire life in music appreciation class in junior high. And and I remember our teachers like, "We're we're watching a movie, yay! And all of a sudden it's Ants, I'm like, this movie sucks. But what what about you though? I mean, not about ants, but as far as um, daylight goes or anything
1: like that. I mean, there's an honorable mention, um, I think come to think of it now, like I don't, I it's definitely not an action movie. You're expecting him fighting people and shooting people. No, it's more of a disaster movie. It's kind of like it's kind of like, um, Poseidon, but except the ship it doesn't ship turn over. It's just they're trapped in a uh, trapped in a tunnel. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Because after he did this one, he did Copland, which is not an action movie. I've seen it.
0: That's the one I got. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. That's the movie I got mixed up. That's the movie that I got mixed up on was Copland, which was more of a drama, crime type of film movie. Uh, Daylight was basically a disaster type of movie. So I just want to say I'm sorry for um, misidentifying. Um, misidentifying that movie. I just got the two mixed up. So I apologize oh. to our listeners for that.
1: Well, you're good, no worries. Um okay. So um and then I think after that, and then I think he the reason probably one of the reasons he got back in acting. I'm about to mention this movie. I've not seen it, but thank God he did action movies after this one because um, it kinda 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 got him off of steam a little bit. Did a movie called I think he got sh- completely shunned called Avenging Angelo <laughs> in two thousand and two. That kind of ended it. Like it's like after that, so because then again he didn't do anything big. He was the he was the villain in Spy Kids three D, which I thought he was pretty cool in that. And then then he was on a hiatus for three years, and that's when he did Rocky Balboa. But the movie that he that kind of brought him back into the action movies, which. Um, is a, is of course the fourth Rambo movie which we will review and it's personally my favorite Rambo movie of all time came out with it's the fourth one um it's called Rambo um and then and, was, and then two years later he did he, he did the probably one of the greatest um, team up action movies of this decade with the expendables um I gotta talk about the expendables next but is there anyone you wanted to, to mention before that or
0: yeah, I know that I mentioned about Rocky Balboa, but I figured, th- here's the thing. When you look at the Rocky Balboa movie, if it wasn't for the success of Rocky Balboa and people clamoring for another Rocky movie, we probably might not have seen him play a, in a Rambo movie, to be honest with you. If mm-hmm. the movie Rocky Balboa wasn't that great, you know, because it's been years since he played Rocky. And he just goes back to it because he's been on this hiatus for a while trying to rediscover who he is. But he does a thing where he winds up relaunching his career by going back to a character that he knows and people love versus doing something that is that's different.
1: Mm-hmm. And he
0: embraces it. And then he of course, he does Rambo, which is a great movie. And then with the Expendables, Expendables movie, I had a lot of fun watching that one.
1: Oh, yeah, I love the Expendables. Like when I found out that um, I, I this is my this is my second summer at the movie theater. I worked with um with my buddy Tim and Sean, and that's how I met those guys. And, and then when I told them the like about Stallone, Steve, from Jet Li, all in one movie, we were sold. And the Expendables and the cast they have for that very first one. Whoa, talk about a, a good collection of action heroes all in one movie together. I mean, it's like I this is something I never would have saw like my dad saw stuff like that back in there when uh charles um charles bronson and a bunch of them are in like a western movie i forgot which name of it but um but when you get stallone stay from jet lee Dolph lundgren um schwarzenegger briefly bruce willis nicky rourke we'll see um uh, like, anyway, you got all these guys in the team-up movie, all four, like, uh, a bunch of us were like, okay, we took off work that weekend, it came out, like, we, were, we originally took off work that Friday, but Sean went to go see a play, so I'd make fun, I'm like, oh, you, you want to go see a play instead of a manly movie, so we went to see it that Saturday, because um, our theater didn't get it, um, they, we all wrote Mandate, because that was the first, The Expendables was the first movie I saw outside of work with Sean, Tim, and a bunch of other guys, and we all went out and went to go see The Expendables, and that theater was packed. Like, like a bunch of people I would have seen at Apex at the theater were there that day when we went to see The Expendables in the theater, and the promotion for it was stirred because up again it was going up against Scott Pilgrim and Oprah Winfrey's Book of the Month, E. Pray Love, starring Julia Roberts. So. To drive people for this movie, I think some guy created a fake trailer, and, he, and I think he got in trouble for, for using the MPAA rating for it, and it's pretty much telling guys, like, guys, we need to go, like, we need to see The Expendables, where it belongs in the fucking theater, because if, if, um, if this movie loses to Eat, Pray, Love, we don't deserve to be a man. Let's just say it, that movie killed it opening weekend, it's, it, it made, like, it made, a, um, not find out how much movie it made. It made so much money opening weekend. Uh, let's see. Um,
0: but I remember going opening weekend. To be honest with you, I was actually one of those people that supported the film. I love the soundtrack to it, especially uh, with the sh- with Shine Down singing the theme song to this uh, to the um, movie trailer. as well. And then also to well, Diamond Eyes was the name of the movie. Uh, the name of the song, but
1: yeah, but it was only um, played during the trailer. Um, right. I knew it was played during. There's an there's an extended cut version of the Expendables that was released later on, and they had that song play during the the big action sequence where they take out the entire army. But it kind of ruined the effect. Like, like I said, like I love the Mm. original the the version of myself theatrically better because it definitely like that 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 tense tone on them taken out, but I mean, this movie had, like, that that mm-hmm. double-A shotgun. Like, the one that sounded like... I'm like, damn, that thing's loud. Like, I mean, like, remember the shit at Christmas? Yeah. Um, like, this, the, the gun, and then those two dual pistols that, like, they weren't... Sh- like, that were, like, kind of, like, automatic ones that just, like, fully automatic like, of shooting. It was a fantastic action movie, and you see Jason Statham being, a bunch of, being up against the basketball players. I mean, that was, that, like, our... Pricks and, and he's about to cut. He's about to like deflate the guy's balls. Like I thought that was like it was a great action movie, and that's what it was. And it made let me see what it made opening weekend. Okay. Why yeah. you do
0: that? Um, another thing though too, I love the gun that they had at the very beginning where he ba- where they basically shoot this one guy and he just explodes, which is kind of like a callback to the Rock one of the uh, Rambo movies. To be honest mm-hmm. with you. But I love that. I love the uh, whole entire chemistry between the cast. Uh, As far as Mickey Rourke being in it, he was only in it for like less than five minutes of the film. Because basically during that time, if it wasn't for the movie The Wrestler, he would not have even been in it, to be honest with you. The Wrestler is basically what resurrected his whole entire career and everything. And that Mm -hmm. made him uh, where everybody's like, okay, we're going to give Mickey another chance at acting again. And that's when we actually have him once upon a time in Mexico. We had him in other movies though and stuff like that uh, earlier. And then now, na- then all of a sudden the wrestler comes out as mm-hmm. a big success with a smaller film, this indie project. But as far as the x goes, it's a really great time in the theaters to actually have all these eighties and nineties uh, action stars that we never would have mm-hmm. thought in a million years would actually team up and do a movie together.
1: Mm-hmm. um so um it or opening weekend actually made a 34.8 million in its opening weekend um it took number one at the box office and then the, the day of its actual first release it made 13.3 in sales and pretty much exceeded the entire sum of the debut of the a-team so this movie like 2010 was the the team the squad based team up action movies with the a-team which i think it's getting criticized. I enjoyed it for what it was. It's not for everybody, but I enjoyed that. The Losers came out in April. Fantastic movie. You haven't seen that one already. The Losers is a fantastic movie. Got like the the team in that one was uh, Zoe's like pretty much a lot of uh Marvel and DC people. You got Zoe Saldana is known for Marvel. Chris Evans, Marvel. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Walking Dead, and DC. Um probably some other people in it too like but like i mean you got all those people and it was just a great movie but yeah so the expendables and in its entire run it made 103 103 million um 103 million dollars domestically and 171 million internationally so in total it was a budget of 80 mil made 274.5 million so it made it not a nice chunk of money and for a movie that everybody's come crapping on it, like this is not going to do well. We got to bank on Julia Roberts' Eat, Pray, Love, or or the, the the other movie that came out at this time too was Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which got great reviews and it's got a cult following, but it didn't do so hot at the box office. Um, this the the Expendables, of course, got crapped on by the critics because critics don't know fun, and yet and yet like made a ton of money. So it's just it depends on what you like, but it was nice to see Eprey look get destroyed by the Expendables, and that was kind of like a nice, like, yeah, like guys can still drive the box office too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a fun time in the theater. I remember going with a buddy of mine, a girl I was dating at the time, and stuff like that. And I just remember just eating my popcorn, turning my brain off for two and a half hours enjoying a good action flick once again with Stallone and the boys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And who would have thought that we would actually have uh, one of the... Uh, one? There's only one actor that comes to mind when you look at action stars now. Because don't forget, in the 80s and 90s, we have what? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Stallone. Lundgren, and, Yep, Lundgren, and Van Damme. Now, we only have one person, and that's Jason Satham, that is holding the fort down, basically. Yeah. And... You know, I Brian
1: lo- started to cut you off, but you also had Steven Seagal, who was in the yeah. 90s as well.
0: Yeah, but. that's right. But yeah. when you look at all those actors, and then now you have Jason Statham holding the fort down as the front runner now doing these action films, who would have thought back in 2010 that you actually have a guy uh, to be able to team up with these these other old action stars and keep up Perfect. with them? and have the balance and do the things that they're doing and everything too. Because I promise you, if it wasn't for these guys, there would not be any transporter movies. No. Or anything like that. And Jason Statham is one of those actors that I actually look up to a lot. I really like his acting style and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's just over the top action films and stuff like that. But it's just good to see him to be able to go with, um, with Stallone and do all these movies with still with this movie with Stallone and the rest of the old guys and everything, and be able to keep up with them and also have the chemistry to go back and forth. So yeah, the x yeah. is definitely a great film.
1: Yeah. To go and stay from the other guy that's kind of going, like kind of doing a lot, it's the rock. The rock's been kind For of sure. doing a lot of that too. Um, and then Jet Li had a point, he was doing a lot of good movie like good action movies. Like he was, um, uh, I, I haven't it's been a while since i say romeo um romeo must die right. i mean there's some good fight scenes in that um kiss of the dragon kiss of the dragon is by far jet Li's best action movie it's not for kids so don't even think about having your kids watch it jet Li's even say don't take your kids it's it's got some very mature uh, ideas but if you want some good action sequences like or just good fight scenes, it's a short 90 ish minutes but it's Jet Li kicking ass the whole movie, and it's it's got some the sound, some of the soundtrack's good too. Um, but I mean, like the kill at the end is probably the best part of it, one of the best parts of the movie. But yep. Jet Li taking out this entire like at least thirty guys of all of all kung fu masters or karate guys, and Jet Li's just taking off his jacket and he's fighting every single one of them. I'm like, it was nice. Like Jet Li ha- should have had a bigger part in the second movie and a bigger part in the third. The expendable movie, but in the first one, he was great in that. one. I mean, like snapping the guy's neck with his legs. Um, Cradle of the Grave was another good one with the uh, Mark Daskos. But uh, and who, if you haven't seen him, and he's been, um, he he was really good in Brotherhood of the Wolf, and he's great, fantastic in the third John Wick movie. I mean, um, I like that. I think that's where Ke- oh Keanu, Keanu is another one of those guys from the '90s that's been doing a lot of the action stuff. And um, and Keanu's just still going, so it's nice seeing him there. But because uh, um, with Jason Statham, he's jumping from franchise to franchise. He went from the Expendables to joining the Fast and the Furious franchise. Like I mean, and then um, so did The Rock. So the two of them kind of helped rejuvenate that franchise. Um, right. And then The Rock, look at him; he's like the most busiest man in Hollywood right now. So it's like we still got those good action guys left. We still got The Rock. Ryan Reynolds is still doing some action stuff. Um, you still got Jason Statham and um and he still got Keanu Reeves. Cuz right. Keanu Reeves, he's definitely like upped it in terms of realistic action movies. I mean, I mean, he rejuvenized his career of Keanu uh, with uh, John Wick. The John Wick movies are just awesome.
0: All right. So, is there anything else as far as anything else goes? But did we did you think we covered everything that we wanted to? Yeah, I do
1: want to mention Creed because I I, I'm gonna say this. Stallone got snubbed. I'm calling you out, Oscars. You screwed him on that one. Um, because like uh, because usually like the way you do it, like oh, this was a makeup for Rocky. Okay. Well, why the F, did you not give it to him when he clearly was the best person that was the supporting actor he was winning all the awards golden globes sags screen act the screen actors guild independent film for whatever he was winning everything and yet you give it to mark rylance for bridge of spies you might have been I good know. in the role. i didn't see it but you snubbed him and it's probably one of the ones that you're you're getting shit on because you snubbed stallone for creating no. he was fantastic as Rocky in that movie. So I, I had to call out like the, the Oscars on that one, and you guys were doing some problems too for having the lowest rated Oscars um, in, in history. <clears throat> Golf clap. Thank you for that. Yeah, so screw you. Anyway, um, yeah, I think you, you screwed Stallone on that one. Um, to be honest, I'm actually, I, I'm really excited for him in uh, Suicide Squad. You know you're not going to see him. I just want to see him eat people. <laughs> and Personally, I'm kind of because I know the movie is definitely rated R. It's two hours and twelve minutes, and they said it's R for the violence, the language. Um, yes, thank you, Tamiki. I yeah, screw you, Oscars. You screwed. You, you screwed Stallone. Um, you pieces of shit. Um, anyway, um, anyway, um, and then, but I kind of us how it. you really feel. <laughs> no, I, that's it. Um, like I said, I was I was so pissed. I know when he did not win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, and you give it to Mark Mm -hmm. Rylance, who didn't win anything up to that point. Hello? Right. I mean, it's kind of like you guys screw up the best picture.
0: To be Um, honest with you, I was going for Stallone for that time. and everything, And I remember feeling let down by the fact that they didn't choose him for Creed. Because I felt like he gave the better performance of any of the other films that we've gotten. And everything at that time.
1: They're just stupid. And
0: yeah. That was a stupid move on their part. I do agree. Yeah.
1: Um, but anyway, so the other reason the Suicide Squad's rated R is for um brief graphic nudity. So I'm interested what this is. It's either this giant starfish or when um like or when Keen Shark's killing somebody, his pants falls down.
0: Honestly, I'm kinda of fascinated what the heck this is, to be honest. <laughs> I don't want to see what's under there. I really don't. I don't either,
1: but it's just kind of funny. I've already, I
0: sat the, through two and a half hours of Dr. Manhattan for crying out loud with, <laughs> I, mean, I, do see, yeah. I do not want to see, I do not want to see. I mean, if there's a guy that can do
1: it in the funny way, possibly it's gotta be James Gunn. I mean, he's like I said, I think it's going to be the star. I don't think it's going to be King sharks. I think it's going to be this giant starfish thing or whatever. Um, but anyway, but I think Stallone's gonna be great as King Shark. I mean, he and then, um, but yeah, I'm excited for King Shark. I think that that he's one of the reasons I'm excited, one of the many reasons I'm excited for the Suicide Squad. But with him in it, like Haunt and him, this swooping off, and, and it's in Vietnam, which is Rambo's home to uh, Rambo's like his, his hunting ground. You need to get, you should have just given King Shark the Rambo hair and the headband. <laughs> This would have made it hilarious. Like, come on. <laughs> like, like I mean, yeah. But I'm excited to see him. Like, see him. Like, once I found out he was voicing King Shark, I was like, I'm, I'm already in. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So, um. But yeah, I think I, I just had to call out the Oscars for being so effing stupid.
0: Okay, that's not a problem. I actually feel the same way about the Oscars myself. So I'm right there with you. So. With that being said, guys, that's everything that we wanted to cover as far as this conversation with uh with Sebastian Stallone. Stallone and stuff like that. We didn't want to do a top 10 list. This is just us just talking yeah. about Stallone, talking about his filmographies and stuff like that. I just want to say this too. Thank you, Tamika. Thank you, Brandy, for commenting inside the chat. We do appreciate Tim. that. And thank you, Tim, for commenting yeah. as well. We do appreciate everyone that was in the live chat tonight. Um, Another thing, too, is like I said, I have that digital code for all five Rambo films. So guess what? Go on ahead. When we make the announcement that we're doing Rambo First Blood Part 2, you have to sit through the whole entire review of Rambo First Blood Part 2 in order to get your free digital code and everything. But you also have to tell us why you're a big Rambo fan. And Charlie and I are, do not have any access at all when it, can, it comes down to picking who it is.
1: It's or not going to be Sean. one of
0: us or Sean or anything like that. We had, don't need Rambo. We don't need Rambo Blu-rays or anything like that. So <laughs> with that being <pink> said, <laughs> see, if you, if, you're, if you had a truth, prove
1: that you're a Rambo fan. I literally bought a headband and I'm going to be like, I wore it in our first Rambo review. That I will be wearing throughout the rest, because I mean, come on, I have to. I mean, it's <laughs> Rambo talking about here, and um, and there's some of those movies that John hasn't seen. We'll make sure we got to do reviews for them. Um, yeah, I mean, also we also learned some stuff too that um, I've seen more more some um, some saloon movies that John hasn't even heard of or seen until right. tonight, so. Yay, I'm actually happy
0: you. to be honest with you. I'm actually happy. I haven't seen some of them so I can experience yeah. them for the first time. I know. So that's going to be great because Tango, I grew up in them. Yeah.
1: yeah it's Tango it's- Cash and Cobra. Those right. are the two. We'll have to do reviews for those because they're, well, if I did like my favorite out of those two is clearly Cobra. It's Tango Crash is still good. Tango Cash okay. is still good.
0: Okay. So anyways, guys, with that being said, go on his head, give us a like, give us a subscribe. Another thing too Go ahead and show us some love at GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Unite. If you want to donate $5, maybe $10 to the show. If you don't want to, that's okay, too. We don't mind that at all. Another thing that I want to mention is this. If you guys want to follow us, how do you do that? You just go ahead over to Facebook at Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Night over there. I don't need the same name on Pinterest and on also on Instagram as well. Then, of course, for all your entertainment needs and wants, just go to head over down to Movie loversunite.com And then... Uh, you can get an audio only podcast of this podcast and many of our other shows that we do. And you can also follow me at movie lovers unit on stereo and also movie lovers unite on, on Twitter as well. If you guys want to reach out to me and you guys are a sponsor, you guys can go ahead and email me at movie lovers unite at gmail.com. And those are all the places that you can reach me at. It's been real guys. I can't wait to do this again. It was been a great pleasure as always, Charlie, to be able to talk about, Stallone, even though I'm not familiar that familiar with his filmographies, but no, you're good. Because I, I think it's here's the thing this is just a little side note. I think it's the fact that I grew up in the 90s mm-hmm. and I know a little bit of his other stuff like Rocky, the Rocky movies, and Rambo movies. And I was
1: born in the 90s, so I didn't hear 90s. I watched a lot of this stuff until later on, but okay. Um, so like I, like I said, I mean, that's like, was, yeah, but uh, okay.
0: All right. Well, with that being said, guys, always until next time, thank you for watching and bye bye.